Yeah, that's the whole thing about that. I couldn't. I couldn't even believe that right? was the same person. Exactly. <laughs> hey, how about you come sit with us? fantastic episode of come sit with us this is episode 14 batman two men and a boycott walk into a bar ladies and gentlemen this is your favorite podcast's favorite podcast i'm mark flores and i'm isaiah martinez the co-host with the most the man with the plan and that's about it that's all i got for you dude. <laughs> that's good enough for me hey um besides the jfk books that I ended up picking up and started reading for the research on our four-part extravaganza. That will happen. Mm-hmm. I can't give you a definite timetable. Yeah, will, that kind but... of thing takes time. If you want a well episode, on, like a really good prepared episode on that, that you obviously know as an audience that, you know, it takes a little time to get all that, you know, all that stuff right, I think. You know, exactly. you don't want us, I was telling Mark earlier, like, you know, why don't we just wing it, you know? <laughs> Come on, you're just, you know, trying to make make do. Episode 13 is the one episode where we had to make do, or I bring, <laughs> didn't bring any show notes, and we just went with it. Um, granted, we actually did provide some good factoids without any show notes. I'm still, I'm still amazed by that. Sometimes, you know what? You get surprised at what you still have collected in your own noggin about various conspiracy theories. Yeah. And there's more, there's more in, a, in uh, there. Uh, amidst all the books and stuff that I was reading, I also picked up a few on my Amazon Kindle. I am going to start, be, I'm going to start reading the autobiography of Andre the Giant. Mm. This guy. I don't know too much about him. Like, I, I know he's big. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the name, the name would lead you to believe that. It, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. The man is simply one of a kind, not only even not only in the wrestling world, but the fact of him being this giant in a world of regular sized people. There's plenty of feats that I'm going to be reading about. There's a lot of feats about his uh, drunkenness. He's able to he was able to consume a lot of beers in one sitting. He apparently holds the world record for most beers in one sitting. I think it's like over 100 12 ounce beers. So clearly put my record to shame. The Imagine other thing you just though, saw him at a bar, like you just run into him, like, hey, you want what's going on, man? You Scoot want over, drink? man. Scoot over. Just, yeah, exactly. Just, Let me put you what? to shame. Gets up off his stool, like what? Yeah, right. Andre the Giant would use me as a toothpick. <laughs> the man was simply just a giant amongst men, mm-hmm. and you definitely get to hear different perspective, different perspectives about him in the wrestling world. Because all he would do, Andre the Giant, he would just go to different territories and be like a mercenary in terms of I'm not contractually obligated to you to uh, for uh, years. Rather, you pay me for one night and I'm going to be in a tag match with your other bad guy against your two baby face, your two top draw baby faces in the wrestling company. We're going to put on a good tag match. And then I go to the next the next territory, which is like in the Northeast or wherever. So he would go from like Florida to California to Japan. He would be all around. But the best part about it 
is because he wasn't contractually obligated to do to do different spots. He had a one flat fee where you hired him, and he definitely made his money like that. Mm, that's pretty crazy. And then I'm gonna start getting into that and read into that. But I've always wanted to learn more about him because how long was he in wrestling for? Do you know? Like he was he was in wrestling from the early uh, the mid 70s to the to the late. Uh, to the late eighties, early nineties, when he finally uh, passed, I think he passed run. in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, that's a pretty good run. It's a yeah, solid, you know, decade and a half right there somewhere. The man was simply amazing. I remember early, my earliest memories of pro wrestling is watching him in his early. I was probably ninety one, ninety. I was probably like three, four, three or four yeah. years old around that time. Just barely getting a glimpse of how cool this guy was. He was just a um, a, a freak of nature to just, yeah. and, and in my eyes, I'm like, wow, this guy's huge, bigger than think, Hulk Hogan. How I was do you just, think he would do now? Like, if he were in today's wrestling, he would still be a draw. Just how the big show is. The thing is, is that there's less territories for people to go to because now we're only left to two major promotions that can have enough money to afford mm-hmm. someone like Andre the Giant. Yeah. You know, there's he you would be in the same vein as uh, Dwayne Johnson to the effect that no one can really afford Dwayne Johnson in any respect to wrestle. Right. Like no one's ever, his appear like an appearance alone for Dwayne Johnson's a million bucks for him to appear on Monday Night Raw. He charges Vince McMahon a million dollars. Yeah. He wasn't kidding when he said like the most electrifying sports entertainer <laughs> you like that fool wasn't kidding yes that fool really is like he's very charismatic did uh, andre the giant ever talk at all because i don't remember him or seeing him talk his promos were very brief i remember the build-up to wrestlemania 3 mm-hmm. hulk hogan i challenge you to wrestlemania like well, he, had he, a, just, he had an accent too yeah and he really was never was never uh there was, he was never really established whether he was a babyface or a heel at some points. Yeah. But when he fully established himself as a heel going into WrestleMania three for the buildup and stuff of all the tapes and stuff yeah. that really went to, that really put everyone by surprise. I think I heard some wrestler talk about like a behind the scenes story where they said, usually most of the wrestlers you could kind of mess with, like as far as like, you know, like tease him or push him. Oh or yeah. Do, you know, with kind different of ribs and stuff. A little bit. Yeah. But they couldn't do that with Andre the giant because they knew that that fool could really like, like he could really just kick their ass if he wanted to. Oh, 100%. I, I totally believe that. <laughs> so I've been, I've been starting on that book amongst other ones. <clears throat> what would you do if you were like that big and tall? Like, what would you, what would you pick? What did you pick wrestling too? Or would you go I'd shoot to? hoops, shoot hoops? Yeah. I'd shoot hoops. Wrestling, the wrestling business is. I, I I don't know how people do it. I love I love watching wrestling. I love and I appreciate all the wrestlers I've ever met, and the ones that really, like I really enjoy watching. I couldn't do what they do. They're they're on the road 350 days a year, mm-hmm. traveling, never seeing their kids, seeing their kids for a couple of days out of a month. I I don't know how they do that. Yeah, that does suck to do that. You know, you have to sacrifice to do that. People, the most successful ones are the ones that. Stick through it, yeah, and know when to get out when the getting's good. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson figured out a good time to do that. 
John Cena is now starting to do that where he's starting to go into movies more. Hulk Hogan realized that he went into movies and screwed that up. And so he decided that his niche was wrestling because he was a bad actor. So, yeah. Wasn't he in like Three Ninjas Kickback or something? Oh, he was in Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. He was in Rocky, one of the Rockies too, He was in Rocky 3 as the Great Thunderlips. (laughs) (laughs) He also had this other movie called Mr. Nanny. And my favorite movie growing up as a kid was uh, Suburban Commando. Okay. Where he's like, he crash landed from a different planet to Earth. (laughs) And he was just like this giant space vigilante that just was stuck on Earth. And that's when his career ended. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) At that point. That's when his career went south. (laughs) At that point is when he realized that this wasn't for him. Isaiah, you and I are keeping up with the basketball the basketball that's going on within the bubble over in good old, good old Orlando, Florida. As of today, I actually haven't. <laughs> you haven't. I haven't. I haven't been watching like sports or nothing right now. I've been watch. I've been I, I through my brother maybe because my brother's watching it. Okay, you know, so I'll be there sometimes and I'll catch a little bit of yeah. it. But right now, for me, I haven't been. For me, it's 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 all very political now. And so it's kind of taken away the basketball aspect of the game for me. So it's kind of taken that away. So right now, like, I haven't really been catching it, to be honest. Got it. But there's, but then I'm weird like that. Like, every other year, I'll be, like, super into it. I know too much about it. I'll know too much stats and all this stuff. And then one year, I'm like, I'm, I'm MIA. Like, you know, hmm. I don't know nothing about it. So I'm weird like that. Got it. But, I, I mean, I, I kind of do know the drama and stuff that's going on, though. So, as of today, August 26th, uh, in the year of our Lord 2020, yeah, the all the games for today are now being postponed. Oh, all of them. I thought it was yes. just... I thought it, it was just... It was the Bucks. It was the Bucks originally. Okay. And now it's going to be Houston's, uh, Houston OKC's, and I believe Orlando and... Oh, Orlando and the Brooklyn Nets as oh, well. Okay. okay. So they're not they're not going to be playing the games in observation of what's going on with uh, the recent uh, James Blake, I believe. Yeah, the shooting. Yeah, right? the recent shooting of James Blake. Heard about that too. There's footage to that, and the footage is very graphic. It's it goes it goes either way in this political climate. I I am no I am uneducated in the topic of it. I don't really like putting. My two cents in there because if I'm uneducated with it, I have no valid opinion on it. But yeah. f- from what I'm seeing right now, this is a rare occasion where we come to find out that the players are on a united front and they refuse to play. Right, right. So this is something that the players see as a good instance to where we find and unite in solidarity with the issues that go beyond basketball. I can yeah. find some good in that. No, I definitely can. I, I'm, I'm with you too. I, I do see good in that too. So I, I am with you as far as like, you know, people are uniting together against racism that I'm all for, you know? Um, I think the part where it starts to get complicated um, <clears throat> is like when there's other, there's other groups, you know, use, using that cause for a different agenda slipping under the veil of so that same yeah that, that's the veil of protests yeah. and stuff of that nature but, but i do i do agree like you know as far as the mantra itself i do like 100 percent agree with that 100 percent agree against 
of course, fighting for racism, that stuff. Um, and then also, too, it's like you don't know, you know, I feel like unless you are, unless you're black, you don't really know, you know, that, you know, we can say we, but we don't know, to be honest. So there's only been one collective instance where I felt racially discriminated one time. And that is just an inkling of the amount that friends, friends that we know probably get through all the time. Yeah. It's, it's just insane to me. I'm NBA fans should be applauding this effort for teams to be on the same page and actually not play a game in solidarity with that of, of, of rights and protests of, of what's going on right now. I'm, I'm really all for it. I hope there, I hope we can all learn from this, this um, sit in and, and, and actually get ourselves more involved to at the issues at hand that are beyond basketball. Yeah. And you know, whether it was a right or wrong situation with the cops and that situation, I feel like still police should be very sensitive right now, you know, especially right now being very sensitive, you know, um, and trying to do their best to not let things escalate, no matter what is the situation right now. Obviously, there's a political climate right now where it is high sensitivity right now. So, you know, trying to do their best. And maybe there are some that are trying to do their best to try to not let things escalate. But because when they do, I mean, you're going to have the lid's going to come off. And and that's when you're going to start having a divisive um, divisive uh, type of thing that's happening like right now in our in our nation. And it starts creating sides and then it starts becoming political. It's not even about racial anymore. So then it starts getting really complicated. So God, you know, it is so divided on social it's media. Very it's divided. it's very freaking divided. ridiculous. My, my bit, my biggest friend, my best friend on social media right now is the, the unfollow button on Facebook, not where you unfriend them, yeah. but we just unfollow their feed and you're just like, Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. I even on Instagram, you unfollow I, people because I feel like you wouldn't really typically unfollow people. Oh man! Oh, I'll, I'm like I'm like Billy the Kid, man. <laughs> I feel like you're like, like you I'm just like, keep everybody in the. I'm like the T800 when he had the minigun. I'm just like <laughs> with the unfollow button. Just. I always saw you as somebody who like you know if if you met them once that they're good like forever they're always in your herd or something. Oh but man, maybe this they're, is different though because if they're if they're speaking they're, out, there's people like, that we add that have been detached from our life. Yeah, since elementary high school right there's all these occasional random ads that i'm like man like <laughs> didn't i like bully you in high school like middle school do whatever used to make fun of you and and to yeah. to the thing i only used to make fun of people back in the day because i myself was bullied no, so you're i canceled yeah I, oh yeah there mark floors and the come sit with us podcast has officially been canceled you did something 20 years ago that i'm mad about now that yeah. I couldn't uh, that I couldn't do something about then, but now I can bring it up now. Facebook's come weird on, like that. On, Facebook man. has a, such a mesh of different groups of friends. I don't know. It's it's just weird because remember back in the days, MySpace it was like all your friends your age, you know. Yeah, everyone was, that was about it was there and yeah. about it. Yeah, there wasn't all this like family members and all this stuff like all attached yeah. to all this stuff. There's all these. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> my my aunts and uncles now are in in on it, and it's cool because I get to keep in touch. Yeah, that's true. a good positive point yeah, about it. It is. It is. So going back to what we had about this, sit this these players sitting out for these games. I'm gonna. 
So if we have the date now, right? Today is August 26th. The original season would have been done. Yeah. So the reason true. that this carries into the bubble, I believe, had this been a regular, if they had this been like a game seven, mm-hmm. oh, you best believe those those players are gonna be playing. Adam Silver would have been like, no, you guys are playing. Yeah. Instead, this, it would be winning for for um, the person who. who oh, that would have been that would have been cool to do yeah. for that in that instance. The opportunity was perfect for the players to be like, look, this game won't count on us. Uh, it's good though because the when the Bucks said that we weren't playing, yeah, because it's in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. The issue oh, that ha- right. occurred, uh, right. the issue That's that right. occurred, yeah, was in Wisconsin, and so the Bucks granted were like, no, we're not playing. Orlando was able to. Orlando legitimately could have took could have taken that loss. I mean that forfeit from them and said, hey, look, the series is. Uh, I think three one. I think mm-hmm. I think they're fixing for the sweep right now. Oh, so they didn't do that. No. So oh, that's that cool. so Orlando was like, no, we're with you guys. Oh, that's cool. So that's this really is why cool. I was saying, look, this is all united front because all the teams aren't playing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool, and that's something we haven't seen before. Which no, is, I'm glad that this. Shows you. I'm glad that we are in this bubble mm-hmm. because it gives the players the opportunity of, hey, look, this is not like a normal season. There's nothing about this that is normal. Amidst the season, amidst the bubble, and amidst this pandemic, okay, this is a good opportunity because everyone is on the internet now more than ever. I mean, you you can coincide that with a lot of people not working and just it's people almost, are paying attention. It's, it's almost synergized with like regular life now, almost. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, it is. It's very much very, we're very in, like submerged in it, like. It's very subversive, you know, in, in everything we do. I mean, we can communicate with anybody at any time, any moment. Just yeah. we can just reshare a post. It's quick. Yeah. You know, I know. I'll tell you, man. I, I DM'd Halle Berry the other day. You could. You could well, DM I did. Halle Berry. Well, I did. Stop trying to get it. <laughs> it was her birthday. I How said, many years I said, has this been? I was like, like a happy birthday. Thing I just told you trying to keep like, a happy birthday, Ma. You just want that one like little like or something. Oh right? yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get that you up. Just I'm trying, trying to get that, that you up. Trying to look for that sign or something. <laughs> she's, she's trying to. No, I'm just wishing Hallie a happy birthday. Up. Yeah, when she sends that you up, you're gonna be knocked out. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be at work all nervous. <laughs> like um, no, Miss Barry, I'm fine. Thank you. Holly Berry. Don't bring up Holly Berry out of the woodwork. What? It was her birthday a couple weeks ago. Was it? Oh, wow. I yeah. missed that? Oh, Damn, well, I missed it too. She, she didn't <laughs> hit me up. Slipping. First little water break. Holly Berry. She was on top of her game for a minute. Man, She's still understand. on top of her game, but I'm saying like, you know, she was um, for a while just on a streak with movies and stuff until she made Catwoman, but. Yeah, Catwoman kind of derailed it a little bit. Yeah, even she admits that. So, I want to wrap up the the segment that we had with this uh, NBA sit out, and I want to let people know that on on come sit with us. It's like, like Isaiah mentioned, we cannot we cannot sympathize enough with the efforts of what's going on with this racially charged climate you know we do we are in unison with all our african-american brothers and sisters out there hell i mean strong majority of my friends are all african-american you know and they definitely they definitely were friends of mine too 
So, I mean, I really encourage everyone that can do something during this effort, whether it's support, uh, support whatever movement they find uh, uh, that they can support that they do it or they can help donate to several pages that can help them in their cause. Because right now, if racism ends up perishing at the end of this decade, then we did something. You know, we became that generation that took care of it. Because right now, I'm still, I'm still in shock and awe that we have started the civil, that they've started the civil rights movement in the 1960s. And here we are, 60 years later, still haven't figured out a damn thing. Still getting, every ethnicity is getting shot in the street. Every ethnicity that's non-white. And I'll prove, and I'll show, I got a doozy of a story for you guys later at the, at the closing segment. But it's just really, really sad of what's going on right now. And granted, it may be magnified because of the movement of social media. But this is, maybe this is the veil that gets pulled off from under us. Exactly. And you know what? This just means that it happens all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. And we we got to do something to, and stand in unison for everyone that supports this. So just to let you guys know here, I come sit with us and I, and I speak for Isaiah and myself that we do sympathize for any, any movement that helps eradicate racism at its, at its, in its whole. We can't stand for it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Agreed. Sometimes in times like this, Isaiah, we need, we need a hero. You know, we need a knight in shining armor. But maybe this is a great segue into the Dark Knight. The new Batman teaser trailer. Robert Pattinson, Twilight Boy. Glittering glittering and all. The guy is going to be a Batman we have never seen before. We have never seen... An inexperienced, vulnerable, young Bruce Wayne in the early career of his Batman tenure. The first couple of years of the Cape Crusader. I'm excited. Yeah. The the Batman trailer, teaser trailer showed up. And unlike a few voiced opinions out there in social media world about, oh, how can, how can you guys tell this is going to be good? Well, look. If you ever looked at the Batman Begins trailer, uh-huh. it just starts off with Christian Bale. Like, you don't know what the movie's about until you start seeing bats. In this instance, we figure out, oh, question marks. We see a, a very unrecognizable Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And we start seeing a lot of question marks and riddles here and there. So now you know... That the Catwoman, the Riddler, and the Penguin are in this flick. We're dealing with the young Bruce Wayne. We're also dealing with the Bruce Wayne that's not going to take anything. He's not going to be as gracious as uh, Christian Bale's Batman. Until he finally snapped and really like laid into it with the Joker in Dark, Dark Knight. I like the angle that they're taking on that with um, the Batman kind of being now this kind of... He's using his like investigative skills... I want to like, see a detective Batman. Yeah, exactly. That would be really dope if they can. To me, it appears that's that's what they're going with. Right. Know? And that would be amazing. That'd be dope. Uh, it reminds me of the game. Um, I forgot Ar- which game. It was a recent game. Of Arkham Asylum? Yeah, there you go. 
Arkham Asylum, where you know you're playing that game and you have to solve these riddles that the Riddler's leaving around everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the, the the game did an excellent job at making you um, really engaged with these riddles, and you had to really think about what he's trying to say and figure it out and whatever. And so it was dope. So I think I mean the Riddler to me is he's gonna be he, he's up there as far as my top villains in this whole Gotham. You know the Riddler's is just a super intelligent maniac, you know, who will know how to like just throw you off, outsmart you, outwit you. And, uh, I am looking forward to this because I wanted, when they first had the Riddler in that first movie, I wanted that movie to be so great. And I knew it fell oh, Batman off the forever, Batman forever. It fell off the tracks. You know, Jim Carrey, I think could have did an amazing job if they really made it serious like that, but they kind of made it more for like kids and stuff. So it kind of took away from that. Yeah, you know, if Jim Carrey took it seriously, man, dude, Jim Carrey could have killed that. Jim Carrey phoned that role in so much. Yeah. He's like, oh, all I got to do is a little bit of Ace Ventura and a little yeah. bit of this. Right, right. A little bit they of wanted, they wanted it to to make it more appealing for kids and stuff, you know. But when doing that, you know, it takes away from the talent that you got. You know, they had great talent. They had great talent, but you know, because the, the direction they wanted to change, we didn't get that. So I'm hoping we can get that here. That would be amazing to add to just the, you know, to what we got so far and all the Batmans and stuff that we've got. I'm very excited for a new Detective Gordon. Yeah. The guy from Casino Royale, Jeffrey Wright, the guy you and I have been talking about a couple of times every time we talk about Casino Royale. He's Detective Gordon. Detective Gordon, not commissioner yet. Right. Detective Gordon. This is Detective Gordon going side by side with Batman, and hopefully we end up seeing the not in this not in this Batman if they end up doing many more, but I kind of like seeing I kind of like seeing Jeffrey Wright as as an, as a as a uh, detective James Gordon I like that because the Jeffrey Wright if you have you you haven't seen Westworld have you no I haven't so he's in Westworld and the okay. guy just kills it. He's alongside Anthony Hopkins in Westworld. Yeah. And he's holding his own. Sometimes there's instances where he is carrying the carrying that show. That back. says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But even in, even in roles that we mentioned, like him assisting uh, James Bond in Casino Royale. You, we, we talk about that role because it's a memorable role that he was in, mm-hmm. you know? So him as a uh, detective, James Gordon is a plus for me. So, and in this trailer, the guy, one of the guys, one of the thugs just tries to come up and raise up against Batman. Homeboy tries to throw an overhand right. <laughs> Batman blocks it and just starts wailing into him. Yeah. Uh, Un-Batman-like. And all you, all you just hear is, <laughs> all you just hear is, whoosh, 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 Isn't that a little unfair, uh, unfair of a battle? Hey, the guy, ended, <laughs> let me tell you this. If it's pitch black and I'm like with four of my friends and yeah. some dude in this, this costume who looks larger than I am, I'm not raising up to this dude. I'd be, I'd be like, you know, I want to go home to my kids today after doing whatever and crime guys too, do. He was setting a lesson for the rest of the group. So that way they wouldn't all try to get oh, out once. That was maybe a hell of a lesson a right there. <laughs> that that dude like, learned hey, that don't, day. Don't come after me. This is, what you, this is what's going to happen to you. I learned my lesson, especially when I was in when I was in critical condition at the hospital. <laughs> swear to me. <laughs> oh yeah. This I kid, swear to God. I swear to me. This plays into 
what I wanted to initially start discussing about this is that in every iteration of the Batman movies, even in the 1960s Batman series with Adam West, we haven't seen a young Batman. Val Kilmer was very well-aged Batman. Clooney, Keaton, Bale, Clooney, Affleck. That, yeah. <laughs> all these guys. We When did we ever see a like the youngest... Batman I've ever seen is in the Gotham series, the Gotham Fox series. Uh-huh. So now we have a young, Robert Pattinson's relatively young. I think he's 35, 34 years old. So he is an inexperienced Batman. I want to see that. I really want to see that because this gives us the vehicle to grow older with Batman. You know, that, that's this is the perfect opportunity. This is the perfect guy to do it with. Pattinson has his acting chops. Let's just be real. Like after Twilight started taking on serious roles, so we can we can build with this guy. What I really want to figure out too is that how does this play into the Ben Affleck Batman? Because now we got confirmation a couple of days ago that Affleck Batfleck is back because he's going to be in the new Flash movie. Yeah, he's going to be in the new Flash movie. So Ben Affleck was stepped out. For that Batman movie. Now he's in with the Flash movie. So now this is going to essentially be. Is the young Batman that Pattinson's playing. Is he a younger Ben Affleck Batman? Or is this what may develop in the Flashpoint series. As multi-dimensional Batmans. They should like do a Back to the Future like type of... Dude, this is what it's getting at. Because now this is going to either... This is one of two options are going to happen. It's either there's going to be a big telltale sign at the end of this trilogy. Or two movies that the the Batman... Pattinson's Batman is going to do. Is that it's either either a prequel to the new... To the Batman we see today played by Ben Affleck. Or it plays into two different Batmans. Joining in forces to defeat this like ultimate evil. Mm. So we'll see. Tell me what you uh, got from uh, a couple of the, a couple of the clips of the teaser trailer. Was there anything that you had that stood out? What did, what did you find in, uh, in the trailer that really well, yeah, I noticed with you? he was way more, uh, more aggressive, you know, when he beat down that guy. Um, so, and I, I noticed, yeah, how he was young. So to me, I thought that that like you said, that's going to bring out a, a, a someone that we're going to be able to grow with, and see kind of how his ca- character develops. Um, I liked that they also had the Catwoman and the Penguin in there. I didn't catch that that was Will Ferrell actually. I didn't. Oh no no, that. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Oh, Colin <laughs> yeah. Farrell. Yeah, that's a even even Farrell. even crazier, right? Because yeah. it's like whoa, freaking Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell, man. Wow. Okay. Well, Super underrated pretty, actor. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. And so, um, I think that's that's cool that they're bringing them into it as well. Um, what else? I noticed the Batmobile had the flame on it. <laughs> Batmobile's cool. going for a little old school approach. Yeah. So I thought that was cool that they're bringing that back. Um, what else was in there? I don't know. That's kind of like the the last points I was. At. I wish they I wish they turned a light on in a couple of the scenes. Yeah. It's a little dark. <laughs> but just turn all the lights on. It's super bright. <laughs> Yeah, it's all bright, yeah. bright man. Did it show? Uh, did it show his butler at all in there? I don't remember seeing his butler. If there was no, there. I didn't see Alfred at all. Maybe. Yeah, who's gonna be playing the? Who's gonna be the? 
Alfred. You know, you know what? This this now shows like an expanded universe of how many like how many Alfreds, how many James Gordons that we have now, how many <laughs> how many Robins do we got? Luckily, we only got a handful of those. Yeah. Like Chris O'Donnell is probably like the only one, the only yeah. one. <laughs> God. Yeah, the, I mean. I feel like it's not almost so far. The Robins, I don't feel like have really panned out. You don't need them. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. don't. Kind of get in the way a little bit. Yes, they've always been just this young kid, so people can like, I don't know, yeah. um, relate to him. I remember for a while I used to relate well, to gee, Robin. Batman. Just bam! <laughs> <laughs> Batman, watch out! Ah! Bam! It should bring that back. Just kabam, kaboom. Make it all cheesy. <laughs> yeah, man. But it still worked. Why is it that it still worked even though it was so cheap? Because it was a TV series, right? Oh, the Adam West of Batman? Yeah. Yeah. It was a daytime. Relating, relating to the comic books. Yeah. Because it, they look directly like the illustrations of the comic books. Extremely colorful. And everyone looks super animated. You even had Burgess Meredith. Playing yeah. the penguin. Even their own theme song is very much very comic booky, like you know, oh yeah, you know, but it still works. I hope, I hope that this can hold a candle to the Nolan Batman's. You think so, huh? I I proposed that idea via Facebook. Well, they've had so many chances now. I figured, like you know, by this point, they kind of know what they're doing, what works, what doesn't work. And they know already the audience's feedback, so they should be trying to do their best in this, you know, because they already know they've taken some heat. Uh, they've had a lot of criticism on the previous, you know, um, uh, movies that they put out, you know. Besides yeah, it's like Batman v Superman, Justice yeah. League. They so they know they got they got a they got their work cut out for them in this one. So hopefully this is a restart, you know, a reboot for them. It's and it's gonna be tough for a long time. The Dark Knight stood alone as one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Straight up. There was nothing that there was nothing that came close to it besides Endgame. And and that's saying something because Endgame isn't Dude, a, a Christopher Nolan directed superhero series? You gotta be kidding me. Like me saying that alone makes me want to go back and watch the whole thing well, again. Yeah, and it's the thing that we talked about on my show, The Deep End. Super we talked real. about how they literally had put all their chips in. They really went in real life an endgame, which is, I mean, that makes it even more crazy to me that they were like, they were gambling so much on, on everything, on it working. On it for it to win. Yeah. But yeah. They, they gambled a lot. You're talking about the Mar- Marvel camp, right? For yeah. them to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They could have lost it all. That, that wager is impressive. Yeah. Or they could have got it all. Like so did. yeah. Briefly chiming in with that in the deep end, the early deep end episodes where you talked about that Marvel had a huge risk to play. They, you were saying that Marvel as a company proposed that, hey, look, if we take a loss with any of these movies, or or was it the first, was it with Iron Man? Yeah, it was with, uh, it was like they had to have a couple of good ones in a row. Oh, um, got it. And if they took a loss on them, then they're, they're... Then the rights would be given to the production company. As collateral, yeah. Oh, as collateral, got it. Yeah, which is Sheesh. a huge deal. That's big, I mean, to lose that. Absolutely. You're gambling at all. That's crazy. But they, they, man, did they do it? Dude? Like they, they did. They swung for the fences and hit yeah. that thing out of the park. So with, so with what we're talking about now, since we're on the trail of this new Batman that we're watching, and this is the, what? 
got Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, Bale, Affleck, now Pattinson. This is the sixth Batman that we're that we're watching now. I'm I'm going with the more successful franchise. I think Christian Bale is the Christian Bale than Keaton are my two my two go to Batmans for now. Until let me watch this new The Batman. Let me see what's going on with that, and I'll be able to wager that later. Who who do you got for your two favorite Batmans? George Clooney and I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kilmer, no other person. Uh, no, uh, yeah, mine's the same. Um, Christopher Nolan's. I mean, that Batman is. Yeah. My favorite uh, out of them. Uh, yeah. It was. And, it's. I tell people all this time, this this whole time, it was hard. It's hard to top the run that I saw Christian Bale have in the 2000s to yeah. 2010s. And plus, they left it off on a high note, like still, you know. Oh, you are talking about the Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, they oh, still left man. it on a on a like a that, on a rise. To me, that to me that one's better than the Dark Knight. You like that one I, better? So I like the fact that Bane. Spoilers, uh, granted, this movie's eight years old. I'm spoiling <laughs> it for you. Bane's not even the main villain, and yet. Batman was thwarted by him physically. He literally got beaten to a pulp and he was able to thwart him intellectually. Literally just took everything from him and stripped him of everything and dropped him over to the same prison that he came from. And that was it. And that yeah. was like halfway in the movie. I was like, damn. It was really interesting because you're you're so used to seeing this Bane that I've seen is like this big guy. Yeah, this but, foolish little love. doesn't have a brain, right? He's <laughs> and then we got this Bane that's no, he's very sophisticated. He knows what he's talking about yeah. and he'll beat the crap out of you. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful way to, to play on that and make him a little more uh, threatening than we, we thought would have thought before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, just the way he was just breaking Batman down. Like <laughs> you, you, uh, what did he say? What did he say? He's all like illusions and theatricality. It's like good for the uninitiated. <laughs> But we are initiated. You like the darkness. I was born in it. Oh my God. You barely topped in the darkness. I was born in it. And I was like, how are you going to like drop all this on him right now? And still just like right after he says that, he's all like, you barely adopted the dark. Dog. And then Catwoman's there to like witness it or something. (laughs) Catwoman was like, oh damn, I set him up. I'm not going to try to fight that. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, that ain't going to happen. And, he, and and Bane knew who he was. He was just like, it's like, uh, oh yeah. He, he just says he just goes something something, Mister Wayne. I was like, damn, how does this fool know him? Mister like, Wayne, yeah, Mister Wayne. <laughs> guy had a big old his guy voice, has asthma. You're getting yeah. a big. And big. what a great job as an actor. I mean, oh this yeah, guy, Tom Hardy killed it. Yeah, he just with his eyes to try to. Say That's so right. Much with just your eyes is crazy. That's dude. right. Talk about being limited. Very it, limited. It, I mean, in the same instance of anyone, I mean, look at us wearing masks in COVID-19. Yeah. Look, we have to smile with our eyes. We have to do that. Speaking of that, <laughs> this is not even a plug for like anything. And I, I honestly think I we're done. I, on, I think we're done talking about <laughs> Batman now. I went before, before I came here, I had about an hour to kill. Mm-hmm. So I was able to polish up the segments for the show. Mm-hmm. But I also was able to go to Rose's Market. Ooh. So keep in mind, I saw my mask on. Yeah. 
And through the through the thing, it's like, yeah, let me get a, a chicken burrito. Hey, it's you. No, the way. guy. I put it's it on everything. I put it on everything. The guy still recognized me. Chicken burrito guy, bro. I cannot lie to you. That's, That's exactly what happened. The guy still recognized me. That's funny. So that shows you guys. Once you smile with your eyes, yeah. you'd still be be able to get recognized with the mask on. Just yeah, Mark, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Same, right? Same special. Yeah, the usual. <laughs> so yeah, that's Dang. crazy enough. But more than that, too. Um, as many of you guys know, I am the co-owner to the Notorious Pin. The Notorious Pin. We do sell enamel pins, various enamel pins whether in person or online at the notoriouspin.com or on Instagram at lnotoriouspin.com. Um, wide variety of uh, pins that you're going to love. You're going to love every single one of them. Go check out the website or come see us in person this week at the Patches of Pin Expo in Santa Ana. Make sure to check it out. It's over off 4th Street in Santa Ana. Uh, Patches and Pin Expo on their Instagram. Feel free to check that out. There's going to be me plus several other pin companies that are going to have various other pins that are amazing as well. So feel free to check those out. Make sure to keep up with uh, our various social lives. Mine at Mark's Modern Life on Instagram. And Isaiah's at, was it? I think it's underscore. I-Z- yeah. Huh? Is it underscore? I-Z- yeah, it's it's I-Z-A-Y-U-H-H, I think. Underscore. Ah, okay. Got it. Yeah, because yeah, I had the original well. Isaiah, and then I deleted my account because I was being emo, and also oh, you lose man. your account. Yeah. Uh, no, that's when you went to Tibet for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I went to Tibet for a while to be a monk. <laughs> you tried out to be the next Dalai Lama. I tried it, but they wouldn't pick me. So yeah, even speaking about the Dalai Lama, you really went in on your last episode. I enjoyed. I enjoyed listening to it. Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that the Dalai Lama was actually a reincarnation. It's actually just this living being that's just been going into different people. Yeah, that's weird. Like they get. I never choose. knew that. I never knew that. That well, that's there. That's there. But I never knew that. Yeah, I guess they choose at a very young age who it is. There's no lineage. They can really hop on anybody. They have to just like choose who that's gonna be. Never it's, knew that. It's all controversial right now because it's like he's 85 now, and he's still in India. But he's saying like, oh, you know what? My reincarnation can happen. It could be in India, you know, and China, China's like, wait, no, we got to pick who the next person is. The next Dalai Lama. <laughs> wait, so China, the government has the choice on who the Dalai Lama is? Well, they want to make the choice because they're, <laughs> they're occupying Tibet and they're basically under wait. China's rule. And so they want oh. to actually pick who the Dalai Lama is to kind of more. So is this a willing occupation? This isn't a willing occupation. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's no, not it's one willing. of those, huh? It's one of those. Yeah, just yeah. like how we were trying to instill democracy in yeah. Iran. Right. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. With some guns. Yeah. <laughs> One barrel at a time, boys. Come on. We're here for democracy. Yeah. Hey, all those barrels of oil, put them in the truck. <laughs> yeah, right. Jeez. I assure you, Mark, they had weapons of mass destruction. Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, upon further investigation by the UN, we didn't find anything. We found a bunch of aluminum tubes. Yeah. So, yeah. Man. Yeah, so uh, so that's going on, and uh, make sure to plug in the deep end too. Yeah, I mean, uh, talking about your episode, but I mean, yeah, do, yeah. on the deep end, you you do do deep dives on various it, topics, and yes, what did you take? Thank what you. did you take on this episode? Yeah, so this last episode I did, I was talking about, um, I was going more into 
I was originally just talking about pet, uh, uh, Pizzagate on my last episode. And then so this episode I just released is talking about Pedogate, kind of the evolution of Pizzagate. And so we kind of go into why are all these um, celebrities, these elite celebrities being accused of pedophilia and what, you know, do they have any merit? Do these claims, are these claims true or not? So we talk about that. Um, you guys can find it on the deependpod.com. Um, all the platforms are um, located there, and you can also follow us on social media. All the links are on there. So check us out if you can. Um, yeah, that's it. Excellent. Excellent. It's a great show. I was able to have the privilege of being on a few of the Deep End Yeah, man. I, deep yeah, End episodes. You helped me out quite a bit on doing the one about 9-11. That was well, yeah. I mean, I, I write all the Deep Ends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. Don't ever believe that. No, this is... <laughs> let me let me tell let me put it like this the, the effort that i put into come sit with us granted it's a great it's a great podcast yeah it is. i i enjoy making it the but if 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 we're talking about me and we're going to be talking about let's let's use the the topic of actually the the name of your show if you're on the deep end yeah i'm in the lazy river with like an inner tube Stupid. going around and around you're you're like going james cameron level deep trying to find the titanic and i'm just, just on the outside of it man you you definitely do do your homework no, i guarantee you this show could go very deep in a, in a quick second <laughs> man, it can there was, there was a this was a couple of episodes ago we were talking about like all this stuff with what what was going on in space and all the stuff we were just talking about not too long oh yeah ago. <laughs> but we could do that. That's the best part. That's the best part about come sit with us is that take a right turn like, like real quick. <laughs> yeah, this is a lighthearted deal. I guarantee you aliens and backwards yeah, so engineering. We that's how time. we have floating cars now. Yeah. Yeah. It can go anywhere. It could. It could. So that's the thing that's great about this show because, you know, we both complement each other, I think, in different ways. Like, you know, you bring all this other knowledge too that I don't have, you know? So we kind of both mesh that knowledge together and yeah, that's what creates this show. You know, I appreciate that. I appreciate you uh, voicing your opinion on that. I agree. I agree with you. This is a phenomenal show. Yeah, it is. I'll be the first one to tell you. (laughs) I enjoy doing the show, man. It's, um, heck, I, I, I'd rather have a heart to heart right now than any, any point in any of these episodes is that I've, I was out of the podcast game. I didn't feel that me do after I did the Mark and Andre show after Andre decided to step out and not do it. I felt lost. I was just like, Whoa, like we did this every Friday for like two, like a year and a half did for a while consistently too. live. And mind you, like for the audience that's listening, like this was a time when I wasn't even around. I wasn't even talking to Mark at that time. And, uh, but I, that's when I think slowly, um, I started hearing the podcast you were doing. So I'd be listening all the time, but we weren't even, you know, like talking at that point in time. Got it. Which is like crazy because you were doing it for a while. You and Andre were both like running that, you know. Yeah. It was good to finally get you on board. I think we had you with, I think your first episode, wasn't it the Zima taste test? I think somewhere on that. And that was like what, in episodes, was in the 70 range or? 30 or 40. Okay. Okay. 30 or 40. Because after a while, after like from 65 on, I like that's when Andre started sputtering in and out, whether yeah. doing the show or not. But, um, yeah, I, once I, once you kind of like started doing the deep end and stuff, I was like, well, hell you have the equipment. You can have me on a couple of guest spots. But then when I started doing the guest spots, I was like, man, I, this is where, this is where I thrive. Like, I, I really feel that I really feel that doing a podcast, 
I, I love trying to do these in one take. There's yeah. no. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you that. That's one thing for sure. It's a lot better, comfortable doing it this way that we're doing it. Actually, to me, I feel like that's even smarter, but you know, there is, there's pros and cons to both ways. You know? Of course. There's both strategies of course. doing it. There's pros and cons, but this is very, I think, healthy for both myself and, and you, I'm sure, because we can, like in one episode, we can get very personal and things that are going on with us. And then Yeah, next, as know, real as it gets, yeah. I was just like, damn, like, yeah, I was just like, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Like, I had, a, but, it, but it comes down to, I had a lot to let out. Yeah, yeah. So That's how it was, but it, I, on it, that show... That episode just made both of us stronger in our regards because now at that point, I mean, we finally were brought in unison to the fact that our fathers are no longer here, yeah. but they're, you know, they're with us. They're with us in the spiritual sense. Yeah. So that's definitely, that's definitely an added plus. And, and it all comes back down to what we're talking about is that I, I've missed doing podcasts absolutely it was fun dude you always made it fun like when we'd show up you know we would be drinking a few beers and whatnot we'd be clowning around me you and andre we'd crack it the thing about us three is like man the jokes just flow you know <laughs> yeah it's jokes, impossible to get us to stop we all have a different stop. way of doing our jokes with just like it makes it flow in a triangle i can i can count a handful of times where like the bartender and with me andre and isaiah where the bartender's like, hey, can you guys keep it down just a little bit? Because <laughs> we're just having so much fun. Yeah, yeah. The um, it but it but that goes to show it's like you, even with the episode that we did collectively with Andre when the lyric called when he came in as a guest on the show. Yeah, man, that's that still did, the highest. Did that numbers. feel like an episode? No, it didn't. It didn't Absolutely like not. At all. No, it just felt like a regular conversation. And the thing about that that I'm mad about is that episode has like the most views or whatever listens on my on my on the deep end show, yeah right that one has the most i don't know if i'm ever gonna pass that's like my that's like my my gauge right now now like i'm looking at that as my target like okay i need to eventually pass that and then i'll know that's the next you're at, you're gonna you're gonna surpass that 100 there's just you're you're gaining all this proper momentum and you're touching on all the right notes because no one no Everyone likes to talk about Pizzagate. Everyone likes talking about the Hollywood elite pedophilia issue that's going on. Yeah. But yeah. no one really wants to talk about it. But you are going in on the front lines with it and bringing it out in the open or at least what we're allowed to find out. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, too, because, you know, I'm a person that, you know, one, I mean, I think the audience knows this, but I'm Republican. The fact that, and this is kind of like a Republican-driven conspiracy, so I'm kind of going against my own people, you know, yeah. my political party. I'm kind of going against them, so that makes it even more worse or even sweeter for some, I don't know. But anyways, I'm going against it, and so when I do that, you know, I'm getting all this, like, all this um, feedback that, oh, you're just a troll, you know, you're oh, blind. Geez. Like, I'm getting all these comments, like, you're blind, you don't know what you're talking about, how could that be? But there's no, there's, they're not giving me any evidence or anything. They're not retorting. Oh, yeah. They're just giving me, oh, you're just a, um, what was the word? Somebody called me, somebody called me a word. I forgot. It started with the S or something, but they were just saying, basically, I'm a troll basically. And I'm like, well, give me something like, give me, if you, if you say, you know, you disagree with this, why, why do you disagree with it? What, what, what did you find that was contrary to this? I, I, I thrive 
on on the fact that there's all these people speaking about getting um canceling people mm-hmm. canceling people whether it be famous people or whether it be anybody anybody that's tr- doing an initiative and they decide to cancel them based on uh tweets yeah several years from from the point that they're at now like rock uh rose roseanne right it was roseanne one of them she did a tweet or something she got canceled. roseanne you had kevin hart kevin hart was unfazed by that homeboy Kimmel. yes so the 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 issue is is that what you guys are are what digital archaeologists digging up stuff <laughs> digging up stuff that people that that people tweeted about years and years ago in the infancy yeah. of Twitter in the infancy of where people didn't have a spine or people had a spine but now because it became, because people are coming oh that's not right to say that's not you know it's like this is a very sensitive time now where we're not allowed to crack certain jokes, say certain things about certain certain issues. It's like I, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick of that whole thing. You know what? I thrive on people that come with, "Yo, you need to be canceled out, dude. Forget that." I'm like, "Okay, why?" And then they just or or people voicing their opinions and then not providing any evidence for that. Yeah, yeah. It's been like that. There's I don't want to dive into it much, but there was one instance where. A, there was a lot of there's a lot of heat in my direction, but luckily that whole all that accusation went by the wayside. I laugh because it's like oh, it's dude, funny, but it's not dude, funny. Dude, that was funny. nuts. It's funny now because we can now look at it yeah. back at it and laugh, but the I could I totally man, I feel You, you saw the fear my Yeah, you, I feel you on that one. It was one, just like you know, something wrongfully and it, it's like how are you going to know how a situation is going to turn? You know, it's, you can't control that. If, if you don't know this person entirely, you know, yeah, they, they just go South on you all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, if that momentum would have carried on, I would, it would have been all, it would have been all who knows. Yeah. But so, the, but the, the one thing is that she was, she's uh, saying things that weren't true or that didn't happen. So right yeah. off the bat, you know, it's, it's off base right off the bat. So, I mean, you know, that, that to me, that's why it didn't worry me so much because right, right off the bat, there wasn't you know, everything that she was that she's uh, saying wasn't adding up. Like there's a lot, of, a lot of things that were already off on that. So. Right. Yeah. That was just stuff like that. Didn't sit well with me. And, and this, this is why I, I find it all too, I find it all too, too, uh, I find it all too comforting that a lot of people still come from the outside looking in on situations like, yeah. Uh, canceling out certain celebrities, like oh, like work as hard as they do. <laughs> like you, you guys are all, like you guys are all able to voice your opinion, right? Yeah. But what? Why does it give you? Where does the validation come from from this certain comment from some guy or some girl? Why does that? Why does that opinion matter against the person that just put it tons of work, d- did it all, like? Like you're really trying to come against people that really just like busted their ass to do something and establish something. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you think, you think you're, you're, you digging up what they did 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And they're not the same person. Mm-hmm. Granted, there's, there's irrevocable. There's things that cannot be, there's things that can't be, uh, canceled. You know, there's yeah. things that can be canceled. I mean, I say that in the sense of there's things that are definitely not cool. Roman Polanski, what he did back in the day, can't 
that doesn't fly. But the things of like saying, saying a stereotypical joke back in the day, back in 2008, I can name you five different movies that where that happened. Yeah. Five different, different comedies where that happened. Different atmosphere, different climate again. Yeah. You know, Pe- so people are barely trying to find out about Tropic Thunder. People were trying to cancel Ro- yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. for for playing a man in blackface when in all in all Tropic Thunder was, it's a satire of that. It's like a sat, it's, it's an overzealous actor trying to do something that he hasn't done before yeah, and play in blackface. You know, what's funny is like, I think uh, Howard Stern was on the view and they called him out about playing blackface, you know, cause I guess on his show a long time ago, he played blackface too, mm-hmm. but he was also doing it in the same way. He was doing it as a satire. Uh, uh, he was making fun of people who, like do that or whatever. So, but you know, on the show, he's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And he's like, Whoopi, what, wait, wait a minute. Whoopi, what? Cause Whoopi was getting like, what, what do you mean? Howard Stern? Is this true? And so Howard Stern was like, wait a minute, Whoopi, Whoopi. He's trying, yeah, he's trying exactly. Because yeah. And, and that's the thing that sucks about certain people. That That's a perfect example that you put in too, is that people get put in the wildfire mm-hmm. and you got to explain yourself at that point. They're like, what's going on with this? And the instance of, in the instance of uh, Robert Downey Jr., it's like, dude, it, the in 08, Tropic Thunder was all right with doing that. At that time, it's all right doing that. I think even in this time, it's okay to do that. But as long as you know about the perspective of it, not like how they used to portray blackface back in the day, where it was just very, very obscene mm-hmm. and just very drama, uh, over, overly done, and it wasn't it wasn't tasteful to do it. Still isn't tasteful to do it now, but in the respect of what, in the respect of what the uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character did in Tropic Thunder, it's like, well, look, this is a, this is that approach to it, and it's all, and it was all done for comedy's sake, on that end. Yeah, dude, I just, I just got, I just got really into that whole thing about canceling people. It's like, man, like, where where do where like where does your voice matter in this whole situation where someone like really put in all that work and here you are trying to like bring them down to what your level of like hey just be on level ground with me because I didn't really do much with my life I didn't go to different comedy shows and try to make my own living trying to do something I love follow yeah. my passions and you make one mistake or something canceled yeah yeah come yeah. on career's done yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there are cases, like you said, there's, there's certain things that I think would be considered intolerable, but absolutely. And but, it, yeah, that's what exactly what we want to go yeah. with is that there's things that you can never be forgiven for. Yeah. Like as much, for example, as much as a well, good wrestler, well, Chris you, Benoit was, yeah, I'm never going to say, Hey, look, man, maybe we got to give Chris Benoit a different chance. Like, no, the dude murdered his family. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. I don't what care do how think, good of a wrestler what's your, he was. Uh, take on uh, Bill Cosby, with him. Yeah. What I mean, what can you what can you do? Because he. You there's going to be people. There, let me tell you he this: did commit this these acts of drugging girls and there's sexually assaulting them. Exactly, and see, there's you, you like it's it's a different it's a different and complicated subject because there's going to be people that still enjoy watching the Cosby Show, right? There's going to be people that detest Bill Cosby, the man, you know, and there's going to be, there's people amongst that divide. Like, are you going to separate the art from the artist in that regard? Mm -hmm. You know, are you just going to look at, you know, there's even people that try to like say, well, you know, 
Adolf Hitler was a great painter or great artist. It's like, no, bro, like you got to, that's where you're not going to try to justify this man on the fact he does a good painting. Right, right, right. Same instance with, same instance with Bill Cosby, you know, you got to, you got to find, you got to find the the right instance because now we're dealing with it. Now you're dealing with the guy who had allegations 20 years later, 25 years later. It's like, fuck, like, well, what are you going to do? Like yeah. if do, when the iron was hot in that situation, I don't know. I don't know who accused Bill or not. And, but the the thing is, is that if things like that happen then and there in the moment, that something has to be done about it now. I'm not, but I'm on the outside looking in on that situation. That's just, that's just me. And I have no, I can't even dive in. I can't touch that issue with a 20 foot pole. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, tough. it's, 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 it sucks because this is a guy that, you know, I think most of the most of America viewed as like America's like you know dad. Oh, from the eighties on, man, no, no and, one's gonna stop Bill. And so, but other than, um, you know, Phil from um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, James kind of Avery. Took that mantle, but you know, before it was Bill Cosby. You know, we looked right. at him as kind of like one of these godfathers of comedy and also of good example, especially right. for the black culture. And, you know, then it's kind of like it sucks that somebody who we had on this mantle yeah. turns out you they, know, that he was doing these um, very disgusting acts. Yeah, and they found validity in that because now he's in jail. Yeah. So I, I do agree that you can still separate the art from the artist. Like Dude, In certain still, aspects. It's we, like, can, we can still appreciate the work yeah. that was done. Chris Brown. Chris Brown's still doing music. Mm-hmm. literally laid the smackdown on Rihanna and people are, there's certain people that get a, get a passing eye, mm-hmm. you know, God, Chris Brown should have, Chris Brown, Bobby Brown should have been canceled a long time ago. You know, that I, you know, I turn, <laughs> you know, I thought it was funny when people were like playing R Kelly in the bars, like on the jukebox yeah. like during that time, you know, like people, then also <laughs> during that hot time or what was the other song? Bump and grind. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong. You know, like, but there's all kinds of stuff wrong. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a lot of things wrong with that. <laughs> I want to, I want to wrap up this episode of the deep end with, uh, and re- remind you guys, this is, I wish this was the deep end. Actually, <laughs> this say, is actually well, comes in with us. We're doing a deep end episode. It's right? it's hot in the it's hot in the studios here in Burbank, hot. California. Yeah, it is hot right and now. And I wish I wish we did have a studio in Burbank, California. Die top of live I, from Burbank. Oh yeah, live from Burbank. <laughs> with it's come sit with us, starring Will <laughs> Ferrell Flores. with special <laughs> musical <laughs> guest Nas, Isaiah Martinez, <laughs> stealing ducks. <laughs> Episode 14, Batman, Two Men, and a Boy Caught Walking to a Bar. I wanted to end on this one with a gentleman's name. This gentleman is Kyle Rittenhouse. This is the gentleman that opened fired with his weapon onto protesters in uh, Wisconsin. I don't know if it was earlier today or yesterday. Oh, is that recent? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I haven't heard of this yet. So 17-year-old me- kid. Oh, wow. Brandished a weapon. Seventeen years old. Uh huh. Wow. Okay. And was able to walk away from shooting a bunch of protesters alive. Well, I'm gonna say you know the extremist researcher called it. 
you know, she's talked about talking about being more and more out there. Talk about having the complexion for the connection. <laughs> the, the guy walked away unscathed minus getting attacked initially for having a gun in a, in a, during a peaceful protest, mm-hmm. but opening fire and killing, I think he killed two people and injured one was able to walk up with his arms up to police officers and walk away. And I don't know whether or not he got arrested or whatever, but for the fact of man, gun shot, killed people walked away. Does that ever happen with a man, with a black man, with a weapon and going, walking towards the police like that? Absolutely not. That, to me, is an issue that is going to get magnified about this whole thing. Now, yeah. I'm. It is something. It is. It is. Um. Th- normally, these this whole segment, the last segment on "Come Sit with Us" is about positive affirmation. But look at this. This gentleman is now going to be immortalized in all the wrong aspects because now he's going to be one of again one of the many stepping stones. To what we need to realize is that, look, even if you commit a crime, whether you're as white as a 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse or any other person of color, you do have a right to your trial. There's certain layers of what I said that can, yeah, you can die at the hands of police officers. If you're threatening their life, absolutely. Something something should happen to you if you're opening fire on them. Yes, you should be taken care of on that instance. But with you not firing on a police officer, or you not doing anything of that sort, plainly put, just how this gentleman did, walked up with his hands up, with the gun behind the strap, you know, with the gun strapped onto him, the little loop strap on him, walked up to the cops. And so just he still like, had the gun strapped onto him too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dude, this, I hope this becomes a good telltale sign that look, Hey, um, there's a little bit of a, I see where a couple cops look the other way in some instances. Granted, this has been happening long as long as I've been alive and even longer, actually twice, you know, since the, since the sixties. So double my age, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing Seeing people, seeing people of color die, like at the hands of police officers, I'm sick of it. And it just, especially in instances where they don't deserve it. You know, no one deserves to die at the hands of 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 the people that are sworn to protect us. I know this. I know I'm just glossing over many issues and and many things about law enforcement, but whatever. But plainly put, if we go try to walk to law enforcement peacefully or actually surrender, we should be able to live to stand our trial. That's it. And that's all, that's honestly all I got to say about that because I'm just, I'm doing nothing but playing a broken record of, of the long years, years and decades long battle with what's going on with racism in America. I'm never, you know, come sit with this isn't going to solve it, but I know it's going to take people like myself, people like you to, to let 
let everyone know when something you feel is not right. If you feel like someone's getting discriminated against, we have to be out there to, to let them know. Hell, instances where I feel discriminated against, I have to let them know. Granted, like I mentioned earlier, it happened the one time, but it still wasn't right. I felt that one time I just felt like I was like, what the hell? I felt I felt less than human. Because of what's what some woman thought I was going to do. Like, uh, fuck it, I'll talk about it. So, I was when I was working with Solar City, I drove, I drove a big green Solar City truck that said Solar City on the back. And I was there doing a job inside a gated community. And I was parked on the side in the, of this gated community. I didn't have the gate code. So I was going to be waiting for someone to let me in after they entered in the gates. The lady is by the gated keypad and asks me, what are you doing here? And I'm like, excuse me, what are you doing here? And I'm like, "Uh, I have a job inside that inside this house. I can show you all the information for that. Being as well versed as I am today talking about it, just you wouldn't be able to tell that. Talking to me over the phone, you wouldn't be able to tell I was a Latino. So I was talking to her the same way. She was like, no, you need to go. Right? So she tells me, it's like, no, I'm, I'm going to stay right here until you leave. In her car, in front of a gated community, holding up a line of people. I'm all like, ma'am, you do realize I'm going to go in there, right? No matter what. And she's like, no, I don't care. You need to leave. I'm all like. Okay, cool. So what I'll do is this. I'll just drive, wait for her to go back into the gated community, and circle back, circle, circle back in and just wait again, which is exactly what I did. I was like, ma'am, you're being ridiculous because she waited there when I circled back. She was like, no, you got to go now. I was like, ma'am, you're being ridiculous. I'm staying right here. You could go along your way. Because they're problem, right? The so she ends up going right, and I end up finding my way in. So guess who I saw, right across the street from my job site. No freaking way. She was right there, seeing me park into the job site, introducing myself to the customer, and I just looked dead at her face, stared at her, gave her a cold dead stare. I was just like, "Well, I'm here." Good for you, man. Dude, that instance was the most shocking moment of my life of just like, wow, if I, if I get one instance of that and I could just imagine how many times our friend Andre's gotten into it like that. Like he's, he's told me many a times of that, but it's like, dude, that one instance is just scarring to me. I can just imagine how many, yeah, I I can't. One instance like that is like that, you know, it's yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another. To me, this is an eye-opening episode of Come Sit With Us. Um, Once again, I I hope you like, share, and subscribe. Make sure to find us on the various iterations of of, uh, radio radio platforms that we're available on. So I encourage you guys to to listen in. And make sure to follow us on uh, Instagram at uh, uh, come.sitwithus. So... Make sure you guys give us a follow, check us out. And um, if you like the episode and you like the episodes that we've brought you so far, please share.
we definitely would enjoy that. Yeah, it's a lot. Signing off, I'm Mark Flores. And I'm Isaiah Martinez. Most importantly, be well.